Hello. It's Garrett. And Tyler. We're back. And this is Artist and Artillery, Episode 2. An Apple software update. <laughs> um, so what do we do? It's been a long-ass time. It's been a, I think uh, we have a jar, something with words. That's what our podcast is Oh, you mean about. this thing? I think so. That was bad. I have to fix that. <laughs> that audio spike. Fuck. All right. Uh, so we draw a word? Right, let's do it together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're in the same room. Yeah. How do... <laughs> wait, let's... Wait, this plays wait, for great which audio. One? Which one? We got our word? We got our word. All right. What is... What the fuck? <laughs> we got no. time. All right, round two. <laughs> New word. Let's go for... Oh, I grabbed two. I grabbed two. Pick one. Oh, fuck. Oh, by the way, I'm artist because I do theater shit. I'm artillery because I'm in the U.S. Army. In case you forgot after those four months. Books. Oh, oh I'm terrible at books. Oh, I hate reading. What the fuck are we gonna do with this one? Um, well, first off, what's your favorite book? Um, if we're talking book, then Clockwork Orange by uh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> a Clockwork Orange by Mister Orange. Who's? What's Clockwork Orange about? It's an old book. Uh, it's about this kid who's like a criminal, and I did a book report on this in high school, and it's, it's a good book. Uh, it's a kid that's in a gang, in a totalitarian, utopia, dystopia kind of city, and he gets arrested, then they, he goes to jail, then they put him through some kind of reformation program where they brainwash him into, like, being disgusted with all the violence and sex and everything that he loved before. And it just totally mind fucks him. Um, with me, favorite book. Dude, the last time I read a book was when I was probably like a fresh, like a full book. Probably like a freshman or sophomore in high school. Yeah, you gotta fix that. I'm 20 now. You have a <laughs> big ass book right in front of me that yeah. I gave you. Yeah, you bought that for me because of Bloodborne. Yeah. Um, Lovecraft. Yeah, that was a really cool game. Which is based off a book, does that count? It's not really based it's not, off of a It's book, not based off a book. But it's based off a lot of H.P. Lovecraft's writing. It's inspired by Lovecraft's okay, like, so creations. I, I can't say... So, the last time I read an entire book was that long ago, but I do like reading short stories on Reddit. That's not a book! No, but it's still like a story. I still like reading them. It's still really interesting. You might... What the fuck? That's not a book! No, it's not. Uh, but the last book I read was a book called Alabama Moon. Oh, we talked about this a long time ago. Yeah. It's about, like, a dog, isn't it? No. It's nothing about a dog. What's Alabama Moon? <laughs> <laughs> Alabama Moon is about a... He's a little a little boy, right? And uh, he lives... His, his father and him are survivalists, so they don't like living with a standard government like uh, everyone else does and owning a house and all that. What they do is they, I think they live in the woods, like, under a tree. I'm guessing Alabama? 
Yeah, in Alabama. Okay. And um, one day, they're out hunting and looking for food, because they all hunt for their food and shit like that. I think it's winter time too, when this happens. I can't recall. Okay. But um, his dad trips and falls and breaks his leg. Shit. But the dad doesn't want to go to a hospital. And the kid didn't really know shit about hospitals either. So they took him back to under this tree, and the kid was trying to tend to him and shit like that, trying to help him. And the dad ends up getting a real bad infection and dying. So the kid's left to himself. Fuck. So one day, the kid is out exploring in the woods, and he ends up near like a hunting reservation or something like that. And ends up by a road, and somebody, he somehow ends up in a, like a, a little, a, a kid's home, you know, like, for kids with no parents, right? A foster home? A foster home. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, then he meets these one or two other kids, and they want to break out of this foster home and go live in the woods. Really good book, it's really addicting, but, like, the reading level's a little low, but, like, it's super good book, it's a really good story. If you like that, then I would check... Hatchet? I was going to say Hatchet. No, I was going to say uh, Cormac McCarthy's The Road. I think I've heard of that. There's a movie about it. The Road. Yeah. Well, explain this. Is it is it like post-apocalyptic? Yes. It's, yeah, it's I a, have heard of this. It's a man and his son in like a post-apocalypse, yeah. Um, Who told me about this? Did you tell me about this once before? It's possible, but like, Somebody I don't know. Somebody told me about this. It's a... I personally... I have it, and I just can't get into it. You have the book? I have the book. Can I borrow it so I can maybe read a book at the age of 20? Yeah. Since it's been that many years since I've read an entire book? Yeah, we're halfway through 2018, the year of our Lord, and you should make it a goal to finish one book by the end of the year. At least. Okay. But on... Do, do eight, does this uh, book of H.P. Lovecraft tales, does that count? I'll... Like, if I finish one story? Well, okay. I Tyler has an anthology, or not an anthology, but a collection of Lovecraft stories, and I'm not gonna. If some of them are like super short, like Dagon and Statement of Randolph Carter, I will count it if you read both uh, Call of Cthulhu or Kulu, and Inside the Mountains of Madness. If you read both of those, I will count it as one book. As one book. How long is in the Mountains of Madness? Uh, check. The book's in front of you. But, um, so, tell me about The Road. Because I think I've heard uh, about dude, this once. Like I was saying, like, I just... The way that it's written, it's, like, there's no punctuation in it. And it's all just run-on sentences and, like, weird formatting. And it just bothers me for some reason. I just can't get into it. It's also really slow. And check the index. I, I am. I did. I did. I'm sorry. Oh, excuse me. I burped. But honestly, I don't really read a lot of books either. But I read a lot of plays. Because that's kind of my area. Oh, so the Mountains of Madness goes from page uh, 247 to page 330. So <clears throat> 330 minus 247... 37. That's like 90 pages. Yeah, something around there. And then Call of Cthulhu. 83. 83. Yeah, that's a, that's about the length of a play in text. A okay. smaller, like, one-act play. But yeah, no, I... 
I prefer to read plays. Like I'm currently reading um, Arcadia by Tom Stoppard, and it's super interesting. I have read, and <laughs> in basic training, they made us read what we what they call their blue books, and our blue books came with um they came stocked with uh, the Soldier's Creed and all the basic warrior knowledge. Okay, but like it wasn't really a book. Yeah, it was w- more just like facts and Yeah, like, like if that. if you would count that as a book, then the book I have for my fraternity like I could count that as a book. It's got history of the fraternity, notable members, um, you know, stuff like that. The our values. But yeah. Well, that's artists and artillery. <laughs> Yeah, what the hell else do we talk about when it oh. comes to books? I mean, we can draw another word if we... Um, yeah, let's draw one more word. We could probably go on further, because, I mean, like, I would have more to talk about, but I, I don't read books. I'm like, this is this is a weird one, you know? This is a weird one, because me and you being two totally different people, in the sense that, you know, you're in college. Just in a lot of ways, really. Yeah. You've... You're in college and you're more of a theatrical and yeah. you read a lot of literature. Yeah. I'm the army. I work a full-time job. I haven't completed a full-time, a full semester of college yet. Uh, you know, I can actually tell you about <laughs> the last book I read. Um, it was... Okay, so I was supposed to read... Um, Amusing Ourselves to Death by Postman for my communications class. I spark notes that one, I'm not going to lie. But for my communications class, I did read The Phaedrus from uh, Plato. And honestly, that was easy for me to read because it's kind of in a format of a play's dialogue. But it's also super interesting. It's all about communications and forms of communications. Um, Like rhetoric... The uses of rhetoric, the beauty and the faults of rhetoric. I lied about the last book I read. Oh! The last book I read was my senior year of high school. And it was Life of Pi. I've never read that. Good book! Way better than the movie. I mean, I can say the same thing about Clockwork Orange. They made a Kubrick. It was even a Kubrick movie. Wait, I feel like I have read another book. That's based off of a movie, but it was, again, way better than the movie, like, apparently most books are. Wait, was it based off the movie, or was the movie based ba- off the book? The movie was based off the book, my bad. Okay. Oh! Oh, um... God, what was that book that... I mean, that movie where uh, the guy was stuck on Mars. The Martian. The Martian. I read, I read The Martian. Oh, you read The Martian? After I got back from Basic. Oh, I dope. rented it from the library. Really? Yeah, I mean, no, I didn't rent it from the library. I bought it from, from Barnes & Noble. Oh... If you're going to get a book or any kind of literature, go to Half Price Books. It's all resale books, and, like, I walk out of there with, like, three to five plays for under 30 bucks. The Martian was a phenomenal book. I I saw the movie. I didn't read the book. Because, like, once you see the movie, you just don't want to see the book. Read the book. I'm telling you, read the book. It's been a while since I've seen the movie, too, so I I, could probably pick it up. The book is... Not totally different, but goes into way more detail, and, like, it's cool because in some some parts of the book, some of it is, like, um little, like... Because you know how in the movie he used to do those video diaries of himself, just, yeah. like, kind of talking? Yeah. Um, Were they, like, journals? 
Like written journals? Not written journals, but like it was still him talking to a video log. In the book, it was him talking into a video log and kind of like his own personal podcast. Oh. And, um, but like it, it, it in like little special, um, sections, uh, like paragraphs, it would show him talking and him like dialogue, uh, like him kind of blogging <laughs> to himself. Hey. To keep himself sane. I mean, he do talks what you about gotta his, do. He talks about his poop potatoes. His poop potatoes? You don't remember that in The Martian? I mean, I remember he... Oh, yeah, he used his own poop to make his potatoes. Yeah, he grew his own potatoes and... Grew his own poop. Yeah, he grew his own poop to, to make those potatoes in. Um, One more thing about books before we move on, because... Like, there's not a lot of entertainment with this section. It's just like, hey, this is a book. Hey, that's a book. Yeah. Uh, one more thing about books. Paper cuts suck. Don't read books. Paper... Get a Kindle. But no, um, so my grandmother was having a, a yard sale, or she had a yard sale. And uh, she had some stuff that my cousin left before he moved out, like moved to another city. My aunt lived with her for a little bit, and she just had some stuff. I think that's what happened. I'm not entirely sure. I might be making this up. I, I, I just remembered another book okay. that I've read. You're like on a spiritual it's, journey right I, now. I, I, I am. Uh, the last book I read was actually not even a year ago. Ooh! I know, even you! better. And I, I, I bought it on my old iPhone. Okay. I bought it and I read it electronically, and I read it in one weekend. Okay. What it, was it? It was the Wolf of Wall Street book. Oh, fun. Fun. That was good. Um, okay, so now I want to do two things. First, I have... So I got a book from my grandma... It's understanding Buddhism in the <laughs> Western world, and I'm—I have nothing really going on in my life right now, so uh, I might become a Buddhist. I haven't read it yet, but let's see where this takes me. I don't plan on being like a monk and doing a vow of silence if that's a Buddhism thing, but you know, there might be some interesting stuff, and. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, uh, <laughs> you, what, what were you going to say? I have read half of The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Okay. That's pretty funny. All right. It's really funny. Okay. Um, let's, let's do this. You recommend a book for me, and I'll recommend a play for you. You think you can do that? I think so. Okay. You go first. The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. The Subtle <laughs> Art of Not Giving a Fuck. What is it about? <laughs> He, it's not really like a book in the sense where it tells a story. He tell he tells multiple little stories in it, but um, the author just kind of teaches you how to not give a fuck, but in the sense where it's like it, it where it's good, and you only give a fuck about the things that matter. Okay, so kind of like a, a like too many people in this world basically give too much a fuck to the things that don't matter, like um, oh if that girl's gonna text me back, ah, or like. Damn it! My show, my uh, my water heater isn't working right. So kind of like just a stop worrying kind of thing. Yeah, and it's just like most good things happen to people who really care about the real things more than the things that shouldn't matter as much. Okay. Like damn, I cracked my phone screen. Oh just yeah. Giving a huge fuck about that. I could totally use that. Like I am not. 
not a hypochondriac in like the medical sense, but you know, I do like, I am in my head a lot. So that could really help me out along with the Buddhism. Yeah. Um, for you, I recommend, like, this is a play that I read like maybe a year ago. Yeah. It's a short play. I picked it up and I could not put it down. Uh, do you remember that movie that was up for an award? Uh, Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri? Oh, dude, I wanted to see that movie so bad, but I, Jelaine never took me... I, I never took Jelaine to go see it. I have it on Blu-ray. Do you? I have it on Blu-ray. I can let you have it. But that's not the point. It's not... There's no book on that, but the guy that wrote Three Billboards is the playwright for this uh, play. It's called The Pillow Man. I think you've told me about the pillow. Yeah. You have told me about I've the pillow. I definitely have. Is I, it really good? I love the pillow man. It's so fucked. Like Martin <laughs> McDonough, he's he's a dark comic. Like there's it's just a lot of fucked up shit. It, like, this is there's torture, um like all throughout the book, interrogation, uh like censorship, like the lack of freedom of expression. It's about a writer who uh, writes dark stories and then he gets taken in to be interrogated in this unnamed totalitarian state by two uh, detectives. And the stories he writes are resembling the child murders that are happening in this totalitarian state. Uh, the author has no idea. These, like, he knows he writes these stories. But he is not in any way affiliated with these murders. But because these are his stories, he's the prime suspect. Because they think he committed him. Yeah. Be he committed the murders and then went to go write about them. Yeah, like that or some other um, idea. But, like, it's so good. Like, it hurts. But it's so good. I gotta read that. Back up, Equus. It's a play... Uh, you know Peter what? Schaefer. Here, I'm going to need you to move over just for a second because I actually have the subtle art of not giving a fuck here in my desk. Oh, man, I'm really close to your penis. <laughs> he said, if you couldn't hear, he's really close to my penis. And this is true. I have it. I actually, while I was reading it, wanted to highlight a few things in it that I really liked. So I kind of wanted to go back and see real quick what I liked All so right. much. All right, I'll talk about Equus then. Okay. Um, Peter Schaefer. This is a book that I loved reading, but I could only take it in doses because it's also pretty fucked. It's about this kid, this like 17-year-old kid, who uh, stabbed the eyes out of like four horses. And now he's in therapy and is just trying to figure out why he did this. A few years ago, Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter, he was in a production of it in London and... Yeah, he had to be naked on stage, so a lot of people got to see Harry Potter dick. That's awesome. All right. So, here's, I'll, I'll read off uh, the first quote I have highlighted here. Uh, this is the subtle art of not giving a fuck, and it's really good. It's it's kind of like a, a life coach kind of book, but like still really good and teaches you a good lesson. Um one of the quotes is, The key to a good life is not giving a fuck about more. It's giving a fuck about less. Giving a fuck about only what is true and immediate and important. Yeah. And then also, another one would be, 
You will never be happy if you continue to search for what happiness consists of. You will never live if you are looking for the meaning of life. Now, this all sounds like really... Uh, what the fuck was that? Fireworks. It was a big-ass boom. I don't <laughs> know if the mic picked it up. Um, <laughs> it, the, all these quotes sound like super like kind of cheesy, <clears throat> what I've highlighted. But the book is actually very funny. It tells a lot of funny stories in it, but it has a good message behind all of them. Another quote I've highlighted here is, To not give a fuck is to stare down life's most terrifying terrifying and difficult challenges and still take action. Nice. Alright, so I'm reading The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck next, along with my Buddhism book, and you're going to read... Um, The Pillow Man. Yes, The Pillow Man. Uh, again, I have this hard copy, so we can just trade books. Alright. Um, we're only 21 minutes in. Uh, I've already picked out another word. What do we got here? Let's take a look. If I can open it. Oh, boy. Aurora. Oh, why couldn't this be the first word? Ah, well, this is the special treat for those that decided, let's see where this goes. <laughs> um, so, in our first episode, we were like, let's try not to, like, point out where we're from that kind of goes out the window with this one we are from aurora illinois we've lived here our whole lives and it's a trip man it is a trip um it's not it's not super bad i mean there's good parts about it yeah. and like a lot of times you know how that's there's also bad parts about it, but the the thing about Aurora is it's the second largest city in Chicago. In, Nick, I'm mean, in, in Illinois. In Illinois, next, next to Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> we said that together. We're bonding. <laughs> but yeah, so there's like three parts of Aurora, uh, at least like three main parts: north, east, and west. Um, north side is kind of where, you know the. The higher class... It starts getting up more to, like, the the higher class of people. We live on the... Oh, God. We live on the west side. Yeah. The west side's kind of just middle. It's it's the middle. It's middle class. Um, You know, just everyday Joes. Yeah. Uh, Tom, Dick, and Harry's. Yeah. Uh, East Aurora. That's where it gets kind of bad. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying everybody in East Aurora is a total bad person because... But, like... I've met nice people in East Aurora. Yeah. But they were... But, like, each area... Like, there's totally like there's totally nice people in West Aurora, and there's total dickbags in North Aurora, but it's just, like, the general consensus of the area is North Aurora is uh, the top... Uh, I think East Aurora, too, we have a grudge against them because they were our high school rivals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and like it was, there was paranoia. I remember one time, like at like the homecoming football game, uh, one year when we were in high school, like some kids from East came over, and like I forgot what they were doing, but it was something concerning, and people did not feel good because like this was, was the, this East- the night that the police were called. Yeah, probably. I think that was at an East High game. That was at East High, and we were watching West. Are you sure? Yeah. I didn't go to that. Like That wasn't our stadium that we went to. Okay, well, I remember something happening at our stadium, but I don't remember what it was, but it was just, it was an East-West game, like the first of the year, so rivalry is high. The rivalry is really high. 
Um, Aurora also has a lot of broken down buildings. Yeah, and broken into buildings. Um, one of which is an old abandoned hospital. Yeah, in our like, area, it's marked as like a haunted hospital. Like if you look up Copley Hospital, Aurora, Illinois, you'll find plenty of like ghost investigations and people like breaking in and walking around. Like I, one time last semester, I was just looking at these, and you actually looked up on Copley Hospital. Yeah, I looked up Copley Hospital. I I didn't look up the old one and videos of people going into it. Was it like is that actually stories of it being haunted? Uh, I didn't. I just kind of skimmed through the video because I had homework to do. Yeah. But like I, I wanted to see if like, okay, so when we were younger. We decided that we would see if we could get inside. Around 16 or 17. Yeah. And uh, we brought, you know, we brought stuff in case. We didn't bring, like, anything illegal. You no, know. we did. Okay. I did. <laughs> I did, at least. Not you. I did. I'm trying not to keep us from incriminating ourselves too much. Oh, I did. I bought a big... I brought a big knife. <sighs> yeah. I grabbed my dad's hatchet. Yeah, I brought a considerably large knife and threw it in my backpack. And um, we went with two other friends who will not be named. Yeah, of course. But um, one of them also brought a his uh, his newish tomahawk. And we, yeah. were, we we went to this old abandoned hospital. You know, we're walking around. The first four floors of this place are boarded. Yeah. All the windows are boarded, so it's pitch black in this building. We decided to have the bright idea to go in there at like around 7 p.m., so it's oh, like, I, was it really that late? It was that late. Wow. Because the sun was going down by the time we went in. Yeah, but by the time we came out, the sun was still up. Kinda. It was like, it was dusk. It was around like, maybe like eight thirty or nine. Yeah, it was totally dusk. Out. It was in the summer, and it was getting darker out. And um, I guess somebody had uh, watched us go into this hospital, but this comes in later. Uh, we were walking through this hospital, you know, super scared because yeah. uh, it was terrifying in there. Because uh, my uh, friend. He had, our friend, he had also gone, he had gone in there before we did, and he said there were upside down crosses spray painted in there and all that, and he found a Ouija board in there and stuff like that, and so we just weren't messing around with that. Well, as we're walking through the bottom floor of this, how, how scared were you? Ah, uh, yeah, I was pretty scared. I was terrified in that building. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're, we're back, like, kind of towards the door we came in. And we hear, like, voices, and we're thinking, you know, it's either crazy, methed-out homeless guy or crazy, methed-out people that live in East Aurora. And we were petrified. We all stopped, and we were shining all of our flashlights at each other. We're like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Did you hear those voices? Yeah, we heard those voices. Did you hear those voices? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I heard the voices. voices. Oh, we the voices. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... We hear we, the door we, get kicked we in. We freeze, and all of a sudden the door gets kicked in. We hear, Aurora, Aurora Police Department! Come, Come out with, with your hands up. They were like, oh my god. So me with this large knife in my bag. We just like, we took out uh, shit that we could get in trouble for. Yeah. So I left my hatchet. Uh, he left his knife. I, I took my, I didn't take out the knife. I took my entire backpack without thinking and whipped it into a room. Yeah. So, I, 
you know, I kind of thought I would tell my family about this before I would tell the internet, so I got something to do before we upload. <laughs> <laughs> I already told my family, so. Yeah. Um, and we go out, the cops are like, take our information, and a paddy wagon rolls up, and the guy hops up, and this is where we're a little fuzzy on this, there's a little bit of disagreement between us on what happened, but paddy wagon rolls up, and he's like, alright, who's first in? And, uh... You tell your side what you thought it was. Tyler and, uh, the other two people we were with, they just, like, throw their hands up, like... Not, like, no care in the world. Like, this guy's fucking with us. You know, he's not gonna arrest us. And the guy says, alright, get in. Wait, Tyler says, wait, you're serious? And he's like, yeah, you broke the law. Get in the van. So, those three start walking. I'm, like, standing still. My heart has dropped. And... Oh, poor Garrett, you're so innocent, too. I know, like, I hadn't done anything bad at that point. Uh, and getting, then... Getting arrested for you was probably a... The, it, like, that's... That is leaps and bounds. Like, I skipped <laughs> a lot of steps. Yeah, I skipped did. getting in trouble with my parents for, like, smoking weed, which I'd never done, for drinking and going to parties, which I'd never did. And, like, I just skipped all, like, the usual teenager shit and just went straight to a uh, holding cell. And then, like, the guys start walk, the three of the guys start walking over, and the other two cops come to the paddy wagon cop, and they're, like, talking to him. They're like, wait, hold on. And uh, the paddy wagon cop's like, okay. He gets back in the van, drives off. The other two cops are like, okay, you all seem like good kids. You really shouldn't have been doing this, and, like, you don't know what's in there. There's probably crazy, methed-out hobos, you know, uh, rabid animals, asbestos and black mold everywhere, like, when it they turn it into an open, like, haunted house, you guys are welcome to come back. But right now, it's super dangerous, and we just don't want you guys to get hurt, so we're going to let you get off the hook. We're not going to put this on your record, and just don't, don't, do again. don't do anything dumb again. Now, here's where I think I can convince you that your story might be a little bit wrong. Shoot. Because you said that the paddy wagon guy drove off in your story, right? I mean, I don't... Do you think... Do you remember the paddy wagon guy driving off? I think I might have just made that up on the spot. Because what I remember is... Remember the paddy wagon... Remember uh, you got both of those pocket... You had both of those pocket knives? Oh, yeah. I had and, two pocket knives. And the cops <laughs> like were like, do you guys have anything? And I took them out. And he's like, dude, these are some shitty fucking knives. Do you know who did that? The paddy wagon no, guy. No, it was not it. It was well, one, one of the younger of, guys. Yeah, one of the guy, yeah, one of the younger guys uh, showed the paddy wagon guy, I think. And the paddy wagon guy was the one that pulled out that wicked... Caravan oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the petty wagon guy was. So he was still there. Him. Yeah, yeah. He came up and told us, "Don't do shit like this again." No. But I'm still holding firm with my story. They was like, "Yeah, you broke the law. Get in the fucking van." My side of the story. This is what I remember. What I remember is when when the paddy wagon guy. Everything before then, Garrett had spot on. What I remember after the paddy wagon guy pulled up, he got out and said, "Okay, who's getting in first? And what I said. I, I remember turning around and looking at uh, my two friends, uh, our two friends, and Garrett. And they were all just looking at me. The three of them were all just staring at me. And I looked at them. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, it's me. And I looked at the paddy wagon guy, and I just went, fuck it. And I started walking towards him. And he said, no, I'm just messing with you, man. You're not getting arrested. That's what I remember. Both are fairly likely, I think. 
but I, I mean, we need to talk to the other two people that were involved to like try to settle this out. And if one of them takes my side and then one of them takes your side, then we'll just never know. Oh, that would suck. Yeah, but I mean, the important part was paddy wagon and scary, scary crime time. Yeah, we we didn't want to. I was so scared. I was so scared. <laughs> we didn't want to get arrested. I was like, oh my god. The, my, I remember one of my biggest worries was like, oh my god, my mom's going to take away my phone. <laughs> Jesus. I was like, oh my god, my mom's going to take away my phone. I won't have a car. I'm going to be so grounded. <laughs> my concern was I'm not going to get to go to a good school for psychology. Oh my god. Which, by the way, I intended to go to school for psychology. And now I'm theater. So yeah, that's the worst part of Aurora. I don't think that actually, if we, I think they would have just took us to a holding cell and then have our parents pick us up though. <laughs> we're not doing know. dumb shit like this again. No, we're not going to break into a hospital again. <sighs> not a hospital. No, no, no. No, no, no. We've learned from the hospital. <laughs> we're going to a bank next. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was the shittiest time we've had in Aurora. It's the best time. Has there been a best time in Aurora? We've, we've gone to other towns that have good times. Yeah, we mostly go out of Aurora to have fun. But, you know, I mean, Fox Valley Mall's cool. That's Sometimes. <laughs> Chicago Premium Outlets. Yeah, but that's not really Aurora. Yeah, it is. That's Aurora? Yeah. Oh, damn. That's okay. an outlet mall in Aurora. Well, shit. So that's cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> what What's a good time we've had in Aurora? There's not really much to do around here. Um... Oh, you know what? Uh, one thing. Do you remember when we were walking around like uh, the the biking trail, and we just went off the path and we found that like mini horse farm? Yeah, when we were hanging out with our. And I don't mean like a a small sized horse farm. I mean a farm for miniature horses. And we were hanging out with our with our other yeah, friend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. That was a good time. And, I mean, we talked about it in the last episode, but when we summoned that strange god <clears throat> with the rain and the doll head and the piece of rebar. That was hilarious. That was great. <laughs> what else did we do? We we didn't really do much around the Fox Valley I mean, We did the Fox River because Fox River sucks. Um, we never we hung out near my grandparents some. What else we got about Aurora? Aurora is just—it's just such a mix. See, here's the thing that people always say: you know, you never notice it when it's in your backyard. So, like, there could be a lot of cool shit in Aurora that we just don't pay attention to because this is where we grew up. This is where you live. This is where I come when I'm not at school. This is where we like just made our fun, and we probably had so much fun in Aurora. We just can't really remember it. We've done so much out of town too. I mean, we were so young too, yeah. so like our imaginations were better. And when we you know we didn't all have phones and didn't all have the latest and coolest gaming system. Oh yeah, yeah. And so we would just go out and do whatever to have our fun. Or we would just stay in my house and play video games and eat our fat asses to cardiac arrest. Yeah, I'd go over to your house and drink Mountain Dew all night and eat zebra cakes. Yeah, this was like middle school, so don't judge us too hard. Holy crap. But, you know, I mean, I can't hate too much on Aurora, because 
I think it's probably like the hipster in me that just wants to go against the social norms. <laughs> and like, I think Aurora had a huge part in making who I am now, you know? A really good memory I have is when we built our metal our metal foundry. Oh yeah, we made we found a video on YouTube on how to make an aluminum uh, foundry, and that was like eighty bucks. We built it the best we could. It lasted for a day. We we each have like two like aluminum ingots we made, and they're engraved with like summer of uh you have it right here, summer of twenty fifteen. Wow. That was I, three I years ago. That was 2015. Yeah. We uh, were both 17. But, like, Aurora, our high school, we we have a pretty good theater department, in my opinion. Like, I didn't really do theater until my, my last two years of high school. I did it in middle school and then just stopped for some reason. I got back into it because of one of my uh, close friends, Jake. Um, but, yeah, no, he's one of my closest uh, theater friends and he got me back into theater and I didn't do musicals until senior year of high school and it was Jekyll and Hyde and I got cast as Spider and I had such a great time like I loved it I was a greasy sketchy looking pimp um <laughs> our director was like here's a character choice for you I'm gonna give you this you have syphilis work with it and so I just had to do research on syphilis and I had to be in constant pain. Like I was, I was working the syphilis angle, but yeah, no, I like, I found my love for theater in high school, but found my passion for it in college. I also remember, like, I mean, not remember, but our, our high school in particular, I mean, there were so many different people too yeah. in, in Aurora because there's also five other schools within the area um there was that christian school oh yeah there aurora um, christian Ca catholic aurora catholic. catholic yeah uh there was acc there was imsa did there i was did i tell you that like i looked at acc no yeah like i was thinking about transferring to I'm glad you didn't go there you acc know why because apparently a lot of heroin moves to that school Woo! and cocaine Dude, there's IMSA, there's ACC, there's East High, there's... I actually, um, one of my friends at, uh, my college, uh, she went to IMSA. What, what's that school right, what's that all-girls school right there? Uh. There's Marmion There's and... Marmion, I can't remember it. I can't either, it's just an R. Uh, Rosary. Rosary, yeah. Rosary. So, we're, we were also within the area of four other different, I mean, five other different schools, and our graduating class alone at our school was 958 people. Yeah, like, the population of the school for all four years is, like, always averaged around 4,000. Yeah. All right, so we grew up around a lot of people. And, like, we had so different friend groups growing, like, throughout high school. Yeah. Like, you were on track and cross, so you had those guys. I was... I mean, I was kind of an outcast first two years, but then I found my theater friends and started to get comfortable in my own skin. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, do you remember the teacher at West that taught, like, the government class? 
big football guy, big beard. Yeah. First day of class when I took government, he looked at me. I had like a very similar beard to him, you know, very <laughs> red, not much of a mustache, but big and red. And he looks at me and he just like gives me like a coy little smile like beard boy. We are the same. <laughs> He's a cool guy. Yeah. But Aurora, you know, you really just take what you can out of it. Yeah. You know, make what you can. Yeah. I mean, it's no cool place like L.A. or anything, but we grew up in a, in a, the second largest city in Illinois. I got, um, so, thing with going to uh, my school is that when I say Aurora, people just kind of assume that because I'm going to a relatively expensive school, um, they assume that I'm from North Aurora, so like the higher end part of Aurora. I'm not. I'm middle class. But we had a theater workshop like fall semester last year with um, the head, like the main guy from uh, Stuart Talent. His daughter goes to my school, and he had like a audition workshop for us um and like i told him i was from aurora and he was like at the end of it he was like you know you definitely seem like an interesting guy you don't seem like your typical run-of-the-mill blue eyes blonde hair kid from aurora and i'm like you're thinking of the wrong aurora you're thinking of a different aurora north aurora is a totally different aurora from yeah our- our Aurora. Our Aurora. Yeah, it's really different, like, across the board. Well, I guess that's all we have about Aurora. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about our good memories. Our bad memories. Yeah. Shit, this is time all over again. Yeah. <sighs> um. Uh, what we did last time was, like, we came up with just a sentence to brew on. For, like, all of this, and I guess we have to come up with two because we have books and Aurora. Um. We should write a book called Aurora, an autobiography. Did you just put both words into one sentence? You did. I kind of did, yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. You know, if you if you grow up in not so much of a reputable town, don't take that uh, to heart. Just make what you can about it. Yeah, there's good people, like, everywhere. They might not be easy to find. But they're everywhere. And uh, what do you have about books? I just said our sentence about Aurora. Um, read. Oh, wait, wait. What's the reading rainbow? I wish I knew the reading rainbow theme, because I would totally go into that right now. Uh, I just remember, take a look. It's in a book. Reading rainbow. (laughs) So, yeah. That was your sentence. I guess. Take a look. It's in in a book. book. Reading a Rainbow. <laughs> uh, I can't remember the guy that hosted it, but yeah. Uh, what you got going on? What's the future looking like for you in these next couple weeks? Me? Yeah, you. Oh. Who else would I be talking <laughs> to? <laughs> um, next couple weeks? Yeah, like, what? why don't we talk about what's going on in our lives? You know, show the people that we are people. Well, I'm working for... My company, I'm going to Nebraska this week. I got a drill this weekend, so I'm actually doing the whole artillery thing this weekend. Um, nothing really much going on. I'm trying to get back into college. Oh, yeah, good for you. So I'm submitting all that, all my forms. Respect. Trying to get back into college. What about you? Um, 
well, by the time this is up, I would have already gone to the Chicago Pride Parade. This would be my first time going. I'm going with uh, one of my brothers uh, and some of his friends and one of my friends, uh, Sharon. We talked about her last time. She was in our summoning uh, excursion. And, yeah. All right. Thanks for joining us for another episode on yeah. Artist Artillery, our second thank, episode. Thank you for waiting for four months. <laughs> our music, intro and outro music, goes to uh, Michael Lesko. Uh, you can find his stuff on SoundCloud at Part Time Pinoy. That's P I N O Y. And our art is uh, from one of my friends, uh, Jamie Harris. Jamie just published a uh, graphic novel called Pivot. It's a story about um, uh, transgender uh, sexual identity and softball. You can find her Tumblr. It's uh, Dear Jamie. Her t- oh, her Twitter is Dear Jamie. Excuse me. And her Tumblr, that's in the description. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But yeah, thank you to both of you for helping us. And... Slap him with that outro.